Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. And this is episode 113. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about why losing weight is not down to exercise. So let's dive in um, because this is a very common uh, subject that I see uh, talked about when we have clients apply to join the program and when I'm um, having coaching calls. And that is there's a, I wouldn't say a misconception, but there's an, a, a kind of presumption that if you work out, then you exert in yourself and therefore, you know, you should uh, lose weight, you should lose fat, which is true to a point, but but what I want to um, kind of unpick today is that generally when we've kind of become aware that maybe our health or our fitness or our weight is not necessarily where we want it to be, the first kind of step or the first kind of action we take is to start working out. So that can be anything, right? It could be from joining a gym to doing a class to going running. And what I've seen probably over the last 18 months, which is fantastic, by the way, is a lot of people have started to run. But the problem that you have with that is that the, the running doesn't match what their, their, their kind of ideal outcome is. And their ideal outcome is either to lose weight, so to lose the kind of uh, the, the weight on the scale, so to speak, or to lose fat, fat in certain areas. With men, it's generally on the belly. With ladies, it can be on the hips. Um and so they go, they go running. I mean, running's a great, it's easily accessible, isn't it? You just need a pair of trainers and go outside and, and you can start running. And the common misconception I see is that people go running, they run, might run a 5K consistently, like five days a week, and they, they, they don't understand why they're not losing weight or why their body shape is not changing. Now, I want to kind of unpick some of this because I think, and the reason I'm highlighting running, like I said, is because that's generally what I see and why here is that people tend just to go running as a starting point, but then they get demoralized, right? They might be four weeks in or even less than that, and they're expecting big changes. So the first thing is when we're running, our heart rate generally, depending on how fit you are, is generally running at between 85 to 95% of its max. So we're really kind of exerting ourselves. And what tends to happen in that scenario is the body will be accessing glycogen and its fuel. That's its most dominant fuel source. We have glycogen, which comes from sugars, carbohydrates, which is in the form of bread, potatoes. And that gets broken down, metabolized in the body and stored as glycogen in the liver and in the muscles, right? And when we're running, that is because we're exerting ourselves to that level, 
the body will be trying to burn carbohydrates um, to fuel ourselves, right? The challenge with that is that even if you were to run 5K, you are lucky if you burn off about 300 calories, right? And to put that in perspective, if you're listening to this in the UK, that's a Kit Kat, right? So if you're outside the UK, you might not know what a Kit Kat is, but it's a, it's a small wafer-like chocolate bar, effectively. So you, you will have obviously feel really good when you've done your 5K, you know, full of an accomplishment, your, all your hormones will be kicked off, you know, your dopamine, your serotonin and everything else, and you'll feel great, which is amazing, right? But it's out of kilter with what you want to achieve. And if your goal, if you're listening to this and weight and fat is your goal, that's not going to get you to where you want to go. It's most definitely going to get you fitter, but it's not going to achieve the objective of weight loss necessarily. I'll caveat that. So the first thing that I see is that because the perception is that you've gone out running and that, you know, you've exerted yourself, you've burned X calories. All right. And therefore, because you've burnt those calories, you're like, well, that's fine. I can carry on eating as, as I was eating. Generally, what I find is when we monitor clients' diets, when we, we always do a food diet when we start working with people, and we already see that they are consuming way too many calories for their kind of average body height and weight ratio right so that's the first thing so if you if you continue to eat the diet you've always ate because you've gone running you're not what's called in a calorie deficit and therefore you're not going to be burning you'll be burning marginally like 300 calories more than what you was but not enough not you won't be in enough of a deficit to actually for the body to start shedding its weight and to shedding its fat right so that's the first thing if you carry on the same diet you won't get the results. And this leads into the second thing. The second thing is overconsumption of food, right? And this is not aimed at anybody listening or anything like that. The reality is in the Western world, and particularly in the UK, we overconsume food, right? And you might be listening to this thinking, well, I don't. How do you know? Have you ever monitored your diet? Have you ever kept a food diary? down to the point where you've been tracking uh, your calories, um, your fats and your carbohydrates. I would say the large majority of you haven't. There'll be some of you listening to this that have, and you might have used MyFitnessPal. And we underestimate the, the kind of calories that are in food. Unfortunately, in, in the UK specifically, so if you're outside of the UK listening to this, obviously – tailor it to your own environment but the food on the shelves in the in the supermarkets is 60 percent ultra processed what that means is it's been radically changed from its um its source so to speak to get it onto a supermarket shelf and it's had a load of things added to it which is not ideal for for us and for health and so what we think is small in terms of size is actually probably, you know, a lot of food. And the, I'm talking very generically here. Um, we, you know, essentially we might eat a chocolate bar or there's a lot of obviously stuff around health food and it might be marketed as health food, this small little bar. But it might be, 
it might be small in size, but might be really, really high in calories. And so size doesn't necessarily translate into overall calories. So we consume too much food. And the UK is the, the leading country in Europe of a snack culture. So we are we have so much access to food now, whether that be from supermarkets, whether that be takeaways, whether that be um, delivery apps. And so we can pretty much get food or garages. We can pretty much get food 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? Whereas in European countries, that's still the case where they have opening hours and shutting hours of shops in the day and at weekends. And so they, they don't have this snacking culture that we have. What that means is we tend to graze, right? So we might have breakfast, we might have lunch, we might have dinner, but in between times we're grazing, we're snacking. And so that, that when, when we track um, clients' diets, we generally see that they consume as many calories through snacking as they do from their three meals a day. So if you've gone out running, your objective is to lose weight and you're still having the same diet and you're still eating the same way, you're generally over-consuming um calories essentially and there's a whole um next step down that we can go into talking about proteins fats and carbohydrates with the three primary main macronutrients and i've spoken about this lots of times on other shows on other episodes um but again the uk diet we have way too many carbohydrates and like i said to you before carbohydrates are broken down and metabolized into sugars to be stored in the liver and muscles as glycogen, because that is the body's primary fuel source. But we eat way too many carbohydrates. So that, that, could, that can come from chocolate, can come from crisps, can come from snacks, can come from potatoes, pasta, rice, bread, all that kind of stuff, which is in abundance in our diet. So we overconsume too much of that. So our ratios are not aligned with what we want to achieve. So what we need to do, coming on to the next point, really, is we need to get that in the right order. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, right, I've decided that my weight or my health is not in the place where I want it to be. So I'm going to make a change. So what I would encourage you to do is before you put on your running shoes and before you go out running, um, keep a food diary. Just do it for seven days. Use an app called MyFitnessPal. And it will be inconvenient and awkward and difficult for seven days. But at the end of those seven days, you will have such an amazing insight as to the amount of food you're consuming and in what ratios. Okay. And then you can very quickly and easily make adjustments to your diet. And the, the first thing that we do is portion sizes. Like I said, we all eat too much. Cut your portion sizes down. That's the first thing. Then you'll be able to look at, well, how much sugar am I consuming? And you'll be absolutely blown away. Sugar is hidden in literally everything. Even table salt, believe it or not, has sugar in it. And there's 69 different names for sugar. Um, so they will dress it up, manufacturers, and hide it in food. Um, and obviously, you know, that, that causes us in some, some cases to consume more. So get your nutrition in order. Then do your exercise. But what I will say is get the right type of exercise for your target. If your target is weight loss and fat loss, going out and uh, running a 5k isn't necessarily 
going to be the right type of exercise for you. Believe it or not, walking is probably more effective than running for fat loss. So when we walk, if we're walking at a fairly brisk pace, um, and this I will caveat this is depends on how your body, we all burn fuel in different ways. So you might be a, a fast carb burner and then translate in, and, then, and then transition into fats, or you might be a high fat burner um, and only burn a little bit of carbohydrates, but that's a topic for another episode. But what happens when we walk is, and we're walking at a brisk pace, is that the body won't be as exerting itself as much as it would be when it's running. So it won't need to access fuel to fuel it very quickly. Therefore, um, generally, your body will then start to access the fat that you hold as its fuel. So actually walking is fat burning. But in order for that to be effective, you need to be walking at least 10 to 15,000 steps a day, which sounds a lot and it is a lot. But if you break that into four walks, you can quite easily achieve that. That's not a problem. So walking is very good for fat burning. Okay, so that's one element of um, exercise you can do. Then there's kind of high intensity uh, exercise where what you're doing is you're working for very short bursts of time and then you're resting for very short and then you're going again and you do that anywhere between you can do that anywhere between seven to about 20 minutes okay and you can do that in the gym you can do that at home you can do that in the field you can do that wherever you like um, and i think we've got on the website fitterhealthyourdad.com uh, we've got some uh, example exercise uh, programs that you can follow for free um, and so what that then does is that's doing two things so when you're working at a high intensity you're working in something called the anaerobic state which is like i said when you're running it's about 85 to 95 percent of your max heart rate okay so at that point your body is going to be burning the glycogen that you've got from carbohydrates and then secondly when you're resting your heart rate will drop and then the body will switch to burning fat as fuel. So it does two things. It's burning both fat and carbohydrates. Okay. Again, you're not going to be burning many calories by doing these workouts, right? Again, maybe 250 to 300 calories, depending on how hard you go. Okay. Similar to, to a 5K run. But it's going to be achieving two things. Not only that, there is this concept called an afterburn effect once you've done high intensity training uh, and what happens is once you've exerted yourself the body's burnt its glycogen it, it then like i said the heart rate then drops your exertion levels lower but the body then starts to burn fat as fuel i would say for about two hours afterwards there are a lot of studies that say it's eight hours i've i've heard a crazy study the other day said it's over 24 hours i don't believe it is because you go through a sleep state during the 24 hours. So, yeah. So it's a high intensity training effect. You know, that's, that's good for fat burning and weight loss. But if you couple that with the walking, so you do the walking and you do a short workout, that is closer. That type of exercise is closer to losing weight and burning fat more than either just doing a sedentary gym session or doing a, a 5K run. Okay. And then 
I guess finally, something that I didn't mention earlier is a simple, simple approach is to be in a calorie deficit. And this is banded around all over the health and fitness world, calorie deficit, calorie, and it works to a point. Uh, and I won't go into the other details today, but it definitely works. So in general, males for the, for the UK, the recommended daily calorie intake is two and a half thousand calories. And for females, it's 2000 calories. So effectively, the science says that if you end up a 19% deficit, so for two and a half thousand calories, if you go, if you cut your calorie intake down by 450 calories to 2050 calories, you, you will be in a deficit. And that's not a huge amount. And if, you, if you've kept a food diary, you will know how much to cut that down by. That's the benefits of a food diary, doing it just for seven days. And so if we put all of that together, so if we put the walking, we put the, the, the high intensity training, and we put the calorie deficit um, in action, all three of those together will get you closer to your weight loss goal and your fat loss goal. So that was really the purposes of today's episode is really just to highlight the fact that losing weight isn't down to exercise. There isn't generally when you're looking at fitness, health, wellness, there's not just one thing that is the magic pill, you know, the golden bullet, whatever you want to call it, um, to get you to where you are. It's a combination of various different things. And in order to to um, put them into action, you need to understand what they are. So my hope for from today's episode is that you've got some good takeaways for this that you can go and take away and implement. So I would say if you're listening to this and you're thinking, right, yep, definitely, I'm going to lose some weight, I'm going to lose some fat. Number one, align your fitness with your target. And just running or doing sedentary gym workouts is not going to get you closer, right? You need to switch it up to doing some uh, long walks, 10 to 15,000 steps a day, and some high, short, high intensity training. Okay, so that's the fitness side of things. Secondly, is to align your nutrition with your target, right? Keep a food diary, understand what you're consuming, and then you can make the changes. Okay. And then thirdly, is that we want to be in a calorie deficit by about 19%. Okay. So we want to cut that amount of calories that we're consuming down. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be changing all of your foods and everything else. It means that you just probably need to um, lower your portion sizes, cut out the snacking, drink more water, because often when we feel hungry, we're not, we're dehydrated. And that will get you closer to where you want to be. So I hope that's helped. Um, there is another episode, episode 109, where, uh, and it's taught, uh, the title of that episode is I Eat Healthily. There's a misconception, again, that we believe that if it says it's good for you, or if it says it's healthy on the packet, we eat healthily. But actually, I break down in that episode, what is what is eating healthy? Actually, what does that mean? And we go into a lot more detail around proteins, fats, carbohydrates, and how you can identify whether or not you're eating healthily. So I hope that helps um, and it's been useful. So I look forward to speaking to you soon and I'll see you on the next episode.
Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. Thank you.